Bum, 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 bum. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Health Lawyer Podcast with Julian Whited, brought to you by Whited Legal, the most exclusive firm in Australia for health practitioners. And today, are you exit strategy ready? Now, I did mention that we'd be going through our new HR platform in this most recent episode. That'll be next week. I do want to talk about this, getting yourself ready for that exit strategy uh, readiness today. So the old adage on the construction of your house is all about getting your foundations right or you can be in strife. Your practice foundations are no different and they are fundamental to your exit strategy. So before you even consider an exit strategy, Consider if your foundations are going to be exposed. So what legal foundations are fundamental to your practice? Well, there are a few fundamental areas that do need to be considered before you consider your exit strategy. And one of them is what is the status of your lease? Any prospective purchaser and its financier at a minimum requires lengthy premises tenure to secure their finance. So some like to see a minimum of five, some like to see a minimum of 10 years remaining on your lease. And do you have any subleases or, or sub-license arrangements with occasional specialist practitioners? Are they in writing? Are they critical to the value of your practice? And does their tenure align with your lease's tenure? Very critical elements to figure out before you really think about selling. Your lease will provide you permitted usage as well, and a prudent purchaser will ask for evidence that you and your dentist have unfettered right to practice dentist practice dentistry or vet, veterinary surgeons or physiotherapy at the premises. If you can't provide such evidence that your practice can allow for a, for there are so many doctors at the premises or so many veterinarians or so many dentists. Well, the purchaser will need to take, consider taking that commercial risk, which may not be attractive. So ensure that your premises usage is satisfactory for the current amount of practitioners, be it vet, dental, uh, doctors or allied health at any one time, and that there are no contraventions of any permits or council ordinances. If you do not have appropriate lease tenure or your sublease slash license arrangements that are critical to your practice value are inadequately documented or your permitted usage is currently contravened, it may be prudent to liaise directly with your landlord to negotiate a lease, sublease, license variation and the council to improve your permitted and or the council, obviously, to improve your, your permitted usage and to provide your prospective secure, uh, purchases security what they, that they seek, rather than have your entire exit strategy subject to your landlord's or the council's approval. Another fundamental, foundation fundamental, are your employees, how are your employees engaged? Your purchaser will need to know the early the status of your employees and the terms of their employment and their entitlements. 
Make sure your practice records are ready for an inquisition on your employees. Employment law and fair work is a vexed and underappreciated element of your exit strategy and is consistently misunderstood within the industry. What is the status of your employees' long service leave, personal leave, annual leave, etc.? Are you paying your staff above award rates? Do you have written employment agreements that reflect that above award pay rate? Does it have set-off clauses allowing payments in lieu? Do your, do your employment agreements correlate with what your employees' current arrangements are? As in, have they been updated recently in line with case law and fair work? Is it prudent to review your, your current employment arrangements prior to your exit strategy? Yes. Employment documentation and, and arrangements should be documented and should be reviewed biannually or annually. Again, I, uh, more leaning towards professional uh, practitioners and how they're engaged. We're, we see a lot of service providers, service facility arrangements with uh, provide, uh, service facility arrangements with the, within the dental industry, within the medical industry as well, veterinary industry, contracting and some services arrangements, but your purchaser will need to know early the status of your practitioners, professional practitioners, whether they have signed agreements and their terms of engagement and entitlements, if, 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 if any. Assistant veterinarians, dentists, physios, doctors, arrangements should be in writing. They're usually of significant value to the practitioner and they should be of significant value enough for you to secure them in your practice with proper practice restraints and all that. If they are not, it would be prudent to rectify this status prior to planning your exit. Your purchaser could require your professional practitioners to be formally engaged as a condition precedent to settling your practice, which will be commercially detrimental to you if your practitioners refuse to cooperate. Just imagine that. There would be a uh, a very unfortunate time for your practice if it was all contingent on your employees or your professional staff transferring. If you have proper documentation now, it's a lot easier to transfer that documentation than having, so having to sign up your employees or your professional practitioners as a condition precedent to settlement. If you are in a partner or a shareholder relationship and you don't have a partner or a shareholder agreement, there are a few other equity arrangements. We don't necessarily need to go into the syntax of that. I have on a previous podcast. You may wish to consider entering into a, if you don't have an, have an agreement, you may wish to enter into an equity agreement prior to your exit. Now, hear me out. If you're... We'll, we'll lean on shareholder agreements here. If your shareholder agreement, without one, uh, there's no guidance for shareholders on how to, on preemptive rights and how, to, how really to sell your practice. If there's a multiple, there's multiple practitioners that are equity owners. So you, if it's a shareholder relationship and you've got a company with a few directors, few shareholders, and the shareholders, um, the, the practitioners, the multiple practitioners, well, the company constitution is the guiding document. And 
99% of the time, it's not necessarily prepared with a, 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 a professional practitioner, health practitioner purview, but a generic business view. So when you are considering selling, your preemptive rights for your, your shares are not guided with a health practitioner purview, but rather a, a, a generic business purview. At settlement, your existing partner, shareholder, and your purchaser will likely require a freshened partner slash shareholder agreement or a new agreement. Now, it's best to set up this foundation agreement now, this equity agreement now, rather than have your entire exit strategy subject, again, to that finalisation of a further partner shareholder agreement between your, exi your existing uh, partner slash shareholder and the purchaser. Again, imagine that. Timelines delayed, of course, because there's external parties there. Now, as I mentioned with the employees and the professional practitioners, you have the documentation in place now. It's much easier to facilitate the, the accession of the purchaser into that foundation document, documentation rather than set up brand new documentation. So without properly, make, properly considering your practice fundamentals, is your exit strategy conditional upon other people making critical decisions? Ah, yes. Belize, your professional health practitioners, assistant dentists or vets or doctors or physios, and your non-professional employees or your support staff and your partners or your shareholders, they are critical to your, they are also critical to your exit strategy. They can also be problematic if you have not given early consideration to their fundamental nature prior to considering your exit strategy. So what do I do? Well, it's, it's uh, I think the, the, the general uh, line of, of this podcast episode has been document your foundation agreements, your foundation documentation, your employee, your lease, your equity agreements, document them early. Take control of your exit strategy by first investing in proper legal foundations with Whitehead Legal, of course. We rectify any exposed foundational issues. I do re-emphasize that word foundation, the foundation of your practice and your practicing career. There's any issues there, we rectify the foundational issues, which results in fewer surprises for you during your exit process. And may thereby increase the potential buy, the purchaser's confidence. And, on the, and as a consequence of that, may also, and hopefully, increase the quality of the, the uh, competition for your practice sale. And, and will streamline the process from when you plan your exit strategy to actually exiting the practice, be it settlement. Our Whitehead Legal Foundation to sale compliance checks should not only discover any foundation issues, but also assist and manage the solutions to those foundational issues.
So ba, 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 remember all this is legal information, not advice. So call me Julian Whitehead. I am a partner at Whitehead Legal and I exclusively advise health practitioners throughout Australia. My contact details will be in the description. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Health Lawyer Podcast with Julian Whitehead. Ba, 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 ba.